here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome back here to the Overnight Crowd, our Tuesday into Wednesday morning show. And joining us from the inner sanctum, Jasper Chelapa has been good enough to jump on the line and help us work our way through the AFL Awards for 2022, a big night occurring across Wednesday night, of course. And Jasper is going to be attending. Jasper, thanks for your company tonight. No, always a pleasure, Jen. And yeah, it's a pretty exciting night to being to, to go along to. I really love this um, this, this time of the season, I think it's a good it's a good time to actually celebrate some of the some of the um, individual players that have you know stood out across the last twenty three rounds. Have you been to this event in in the past in your journalistic career? No, I actually haven't. So it'll be a first for me, um, and it's something that I'm definitely looking forward to. Hopefully, it's first of, of a few. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was pretty excited to get the invite, and definitely going on. Very very cool. Now, to give me some background with this, I assume. The big sort of moment is the unveiling of the actual All-Australian side after we've seen the squad come out earlier in the week. What other awards will they, they go through? Yeah, so the big one is the All-Australian squad. I think um, the Lee Matthews Trophy, which is the AFLPA, the Players Association MVP for the season, um, as well as the Coaches Award, which obviously they do the 1 through 10 coaches vote each for each game um, per coach. That one's a pretty highly coveted individual award as well. Um, the Coleman Medal will get awarded to Charlie Kerno, uh, and then a couple others like the Rising Star, Best Captain, and also Most Courageous um, okay. for the year. All right, so let's uh, maybe let's get your crystal ball out. We had Alex Catalano on last night, crystal balling his AFLW predictions as well. So we'll do yep. the same with you, um, <laughs> Rising Star. It's that there's a there's a great field this year, but there's got to be one standout most of us are expecting to get named. Yeah, I mean, it is a genuinely spectacular field and that makes it all the more incredible that no one else could be considered except for Nick Dacos, who is the standout candidate for the Rising Star, and he'll, um, he'll get that tomorrow night. There's no doubt about that. Uh, a bit disappointing to see him left out of the All-Australian squad. I know we had a little chat about that earlier, Jen, but um, you'll definitely get this one. This one. Um, I, can, I can pretty much take that to the bank. And the other names that I guess would be honourable mentions, because as I said, such a strong field any other year, I think th- there's a few that would have been right up there. Yeah, exactly. I think Sam DeConing is one who really stands out for, for mine. I think he's probably second in my voting if I did it, um, to, to hold down fullback for the best team in the competition and, and to do it in the style that he has this season has been nothing short of amazing. Um, I think Jai Newcomb's probably my third as well. Uh, going into that Hawthorne midfield full-time has been a superstar for them. And then Nick Martin, to, to shout out an Essendon player, he's nearly averaging 20 disposals in a goal. Um, only guys like Dylan Moore and Marcus Bontepelli, Paddy Cripps are doing that this season. So I think he's had a standout year um, too, but probably won't be on the podium for the Rising Star, unfortunately. Yeah, so we know the common medal. We know where that's going to go. What about the best captain of 2022? Yeah, it'll be an interesting one to to keep an eye on. On Sunday afternoon, I was lucky enough to be watching Carlton and Collingwood at a rocking MCG. And I think they had the two best captains of the year in Paddy Cripps and Scott Pendlebury. I think the latter should win. And I think Scott Pendlebury has been absolutely fantastic this season. Uh, moving from the back line into the midfield for a top four side 
uh, you know, age 34 or whatever he is now. He's just aging like a fine wine, and um, he's been a superstar for Collingwood as they've made this unlikely rise up the ladder. Hopefully, he wins it. He'd be my pick. Okay, that's a good one too. It's actually quite tough. Who actually? I should have asked this. Who's in charge of figuring out the who, who, the selectors? I suppose for these moments. Yeah, there's a big old selection panel. Includes some greats like um, Matthew Richardson, Ken Corns, um, Matthew Lloyd, I believe. There's there's a whole host of them, and they they deliberate a few times throughout the year. I'm not too sure on these particular awards. Actually, I think it would be the same selection panel, but obviously for the other words, like the coaches one, um, they would be going out from the coaches and the AFLPA awards as well would be coming from the players. I'm not too sure where the most courageous sits in all of that though. They might be coming from the players or from the okay. um, selectors. Okay. And so speaking of the coaches awards, we uh, actually follow that usually here on the overnight crowd. It went into hiding. So we haven't been able to follow it in the recent weeks. What are you thinking it could go there from the last time we got to see the list? Yeah, well, it was it was a bit of a three-horse race at one point after round 21, I think it was. Took Miller took the lead off Clayton Oliver. Lockie Neal is around there as well. So I think it's probably out of those three. And I think Clayton Oliver had a fantastic end to the um, regular season against Brisbane. So maybe he snagged it just from Took Miller's grasp there. I'm not too sure how that will play out, but it will be a really exciting one to watch because you're right, no, no one actually knows. And is, is the Coach's Award traditionally a good indicator um, forecasting forward for Brownlow? It, it typically is, yeah, Jen. And um, I know in the past it's it's predicted the Brownlow winner in, in some more obvious seasons. But right now it's, it's a very close run race. I think there are about five likely um, players who could, could who could take it out, including those three and, and then Patrick Cripps and, and Andy Brayshaw as well. So it's going to be a very interesting at night to watch in a few weeks' time. But you're right. It is a it is a pretty good indication. Whoever wins this one will will like their chances on Brownlow Medal Night. So a, a, obviously a big honour for a, any player to to a, award that one. The other one, I guess, for me, coming through my cricket background, there was n- nothing better than the moment when you might receive something that was peer voted. So anything that was MVP of the year that was peer voted was always a really special one. Um, so that's the Lee Matthews Award, I believe. Yeah, the Lee Matthews MVP which is the, the Players Association Award, as you mentioned. And um, there have been some absolute standout winners in the past. I know Gary Ablett has a whole host of these ones. Um, and I think this year, if I was voting on it, I think Clayton Oliver's been the standout inside midfielder in the competition. Um, and they often do really well in this one because players really appreciate the work that goes in in the, in the clinches, the tackling, the, the clearances, the contested possession aspect to the game. Um, and I think Clayton may have a really good chance of that one. Now, before we move on to a little bit of discussion about the potential All-Australian team to get announced, we also saw across Tuesday the 22 under-22 team announcement. Uh, what did you think of that side? And I don't know, would it be a good team to go 22 under-22 against the All-Australian? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I reckon they'd have a decent chance because there's a couple of Australians in there, in my opinion. I had Nick Dacos in my team. I know he didn't make the squad. I also have... Chad Warner in my All-Australian team. And he's there. He's on the bench, but that's good enough, I guess. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic side when you consider you've got Andy Brayshaw and Sam Walsh leading the line as well. So um, it's a pretty good one to see. Unfortunately, no Essendon uh, players made it um, for me, but I was, I was really glad to see some of the best players um, actually in there. 
So moving on then to the All-Australian side, there there was a little bit of, well, I should say more than a little bit, there was some decent chatter about the 44-man squad that got announced on Monday. You just mentioned Nick Dacos being left out of it. That was one that surprised me as well. What were the other big sort of talking points just from the squad announcement? Well, I think having no Sam Doherty was pretty disappointing. I thought he had a huge season and it's an incredible story, obviously, but most importantly, that was, you know, definitely one of the best halfbacks in the competition he was. And um, he was in my team before the squad came out. Nick Dacos was as well. A couple others I thought were unlucky to miss out included Dylan Moore um, for Hawthorne. I thought he had a fantastic season up forward and then in the midfield. And also Alex Pierce, the fullback for Fremantle, was one of the best lockdown players in the competition. Yeah, Alex Pierce is one that I had in my um, All-Australian, but at the same time I sort of sometimes doubt myself in an idea of was I being a bit freocentric? So it can be hard sometimes with that, can't it, that you can get a little bit tunnel-focused on your own side? Yeah, absolutely. And they've, they've gone with Brennan Cox in that defence, and you've got to consider that they're a top three defence in the league. So I think Fremantle should have been rewarded um, in one of their back six or back seven. Um, and I'm glad it was Brennan Cox, but I think I would also have had Dylan, uh, sorry, Alex Pierce in there if I could have. Okay, so forecasting forward, you don't need to go through the entire predictions of what might hap- happen with the All-Australian team, but what are some of the things that you're looking forward to as a highlight from the naming of the side? Yeah, well, I mentioned Chad Warner, and he's come from the clouds, I think, in the second half of the season. He's been unbelievable. He's averaging 23 touches and nearly a goal a game this year. I think out of everyone in the Sydney team has finished third on the ladder, I think he should be the guy to make it. Um, and hopefully he's in there because he's in my team. I think Sam Taylor as well. For a bottom four side, um, he has been just incredible for JOS, and I think he had nine intercept marks against Fremantle on the weekend to solidify his credentials, and I would like to see him there, hopefully at centre-half back next to Stephen May and James Sicily, and then the, the also Jack Sinclair from St Kilda uh, making a debut in the in the team would be nice to see. I think he's been the best halfback in the competition. And expectations of captain and vice-captain, any guesses? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. I know Max Gormar last year and he'll be a decent favourite. I think Paddy Cripps out of everyone should um, probably make it for me. So I'd probably have Cripps and then Gorn and potentially Tuke Miller in there as well. I think he's been fantastic leadership for, for the young Gold Coast sons as well as just being an all-round superstar. We're speaking with Jasper Chalipa from the Inner Sanctum. And Jasper, before we let you go, I'll quickly have to touch base on Essendon as a season with you. Uh, just your immediate thoughts on, I suppose, what needs for improvement aside from naming a, a new head coach? Okay. <laughs> it's a complete debacle, isn't it, Jen? And I keep coming back to the word. Whenever I consider the, the situation that's happening at board level, what's gone on the last few weeks on field as well, and then, you know, obviously the coaching department, I keep coming back to it uh, being a disaster class of how not to lead a side and all facets of an organisation and a footy club. Um, it's been tough to watch the supporter, but even as just a, someone in the media, I cannot believe that, this this is actually happening to a to a proud footy club like like the Eston you know, Football Club. It's um, it's been tough to watch, and hopefully they they go through the right processes now with the external review and at a point a coach who um, the the Eston players can be proud to play under because it didn't look like it under Ben Rutten. And I think right now Adam Uze is probably leading that charge. Excellent work. And I suppose the good thing is we hope it's not contagious. It doesn't affect the AFLW who will be making their big 
uh, debut, the new one of the new expansion sides this weekend, the game having been moved to Marvel against traditional rivals Hawthorne. So some hopefully some excitement to come for Essendon supporters over the AFLW Season 7. Yeah, absolutely. And this AFLW Essendon side has been built from the ground up in one off season superbly. You know, you've got the the skeleton of a VFLW side that went undefeated throughout the season and won the grand final. And then you've got some absolute superstars. We've poached a few from Carlton, uh, traditional rivals, which is um, always nice. You've got Matty Prasparkas and Georgia G running through there. And it's going to be fantastic to watch them on the weekend against Hawthorne. If you can get down to Marble Stadium, because it's going to be history in the making. You also got Steph Kane, who I think you've gotten a, a belter in getting Steph Kane across from the purple. Yes, absolute superstar. I can't, watch, can't wait to watch Bonnie too good as well. True. Kicking goals, the co-captain. Well, there you go. You sound like you've got a bit more of a smile on your face talking about what might come through <laughs> AFLW and all the best with the, the review and trying to build back through this off-season with the Essendon men's as well. And thanks for uh, the, the catch-up on all of the stuff for the awards night and enjoy it tomorrow. I hope it's brilliant. No, always a pleasure. I really appreciate that, Jen. Jasper Chelepar joining us from the Inner Sanctum. Great to have his involvement again across the overnight crowd. Let us know your thoughts on some of those predictions or thoughts that we've had across the All-Australian team, the different awards coming up across Wednesday evening, AFL Awards 2022. Get back in touch. The Shell Card, fueled by a Century of Knowledge talkback line, will be up and open again, 1300 736 736. And you can also send a text through on 0433. 98 11 16. You're on the overnight crowd. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.